Hey, y'all. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be what? Glad in it. Comment down below if you finish that scripture with me. So my name is Shantavia Johnson, but you can call me Shay, and I am your host of Obedience Podcast. Here on Obedience Podcast, our mission is to simply obey. Obey is an acronym that stands for O, obeying God. B, believing in God's word. E, evolving your kingdom walk. And Y, yielding to the Holy Spirit. So if you think that you'll be interested in our content, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button down below. And if you're listening on any podcasting platforms, be sure to hit that follow button so you all are notified every single time we upload. But for all of our returning subscribers and listeners, welcome back. And let's go ahead and jump into this episode. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 3 of Obedience Podcast. It is such an honor to have you here because you could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here with me, and that is such an honor. So before I dive deep into this episode, I do have to invite my co-host in, Holy Spirit. So let's take a moment and bow our heads in prayer. Father God, Lord Jesus, I want to thank you so much for allowing me to get on this platform for another week. I want to thank you for each and every single viewer and listener that has clicked on this episode, and I thank you for the word that they are about to receive. I thank you again for the vision of this ascent journey, and I thank you for the opportunity to be able to ascend in all areas in my life and also my viewers as well. I pray that through this episode, Lord, that I am able to reiterate exactly what you gave me during my study time. And I pray that if there's anything that I may have forgotten that you bring back into my remembrance, I pray that through this episode, people are able to ascend in their restoration with God. And I pray that this episode goes smoothly. I can remember everything. And I just pray away the enemy who has been trying to take this episode from us this whole weekend. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, so now that I've welcomed my co-host in, let's go ahead and jump into the high and low portion for this week. So if you would like to send me any high and low moments of the show, you can always do so by DMing us on our social media platforms directly to our email address or down below in the show notes via the Google link. And with those high and low submissions, you have the opportunity to big up God for anything great that he's done for you this week or ask for prayer in any areas. So definitely do not hesitate at all to reach out. And if you do so, you have the opportunity to be featured on the show. So this week I do have a viewer submission. So let's go ahead and jump into it. So this viewer submission comes from c.stutz on Instagram. He says, the good news for me is that I've been praying more and reading my Bible and I've been trying to be more consistent with working out. Taking the initiative to work on me spiritually and physically. Now, my low is that my emotions need some life support. It's been a roller coaster. So I want to touch on the highs first. So I am so happy that you are working on yourself spiritually, mentally, and physically. All of those areas are so important in our lives because If one isn't working correctly, the other is not going to be functioning correctly either. That is something that I have definitely learned over these years. Like I said in my response to you on Instagram, the fact that you are working on yourself spiritually, it's the best first thing that you can do to get everything else in alignment to what you need 
health-wise for your mental health or emotional health. I've always noticed that if my spiritual life is A-OK, then everything else most of the time is correct. You know, you have those times where you just have hormones and they just be hormoning for no reason. And there's going to be times where you just feel sad. But overall, with the spiritual aspect being so honed in on and taken care of, it just brings an unexplained joy into your life. So even if you have a bad situation pop up on you, you're still able to be happy. And so I'm so happy that you are taking that spiritual route. And of course, if you want to hone in more on your spiritual life, definitely keep watching the podcast, keep listening to the podcast. And then also you can purchase the Seek Bible Study as well. We're about to start up that Bible study and studying the Bible with other people is such a great tool. And I do encourage anybody who's like ready to work on themselves spiritually to definitely join a Bible study. If it's not my Bible study, join a local Bible study. It definitely will help you in a lot of ways. All right, now to get in on your low, I will definitely be in prayer with you on your emotional life. Like I told you in the comments, I know exactly how you feel when it comes to your emotions being like an up and down roller coaster. Like it's making me nauseous at this point. Can you please stop? Can we come to a standstill? Or can we just sit high on top of the roller coaster, okay? That's how I want my emotions to be. But like I mentioned, you're already on the right road to get your emotions intact by making sure your spiritual health is great. But I will be in prayer with you on that. I definitely can relate. Reach out to me and we can walk this thing out together. And that's for anybody. If you are going through that, I can definitely relate. I'll talk more about it in detail during the study portion of this episode about my experience with everything. All right, C.Sess, I do thank you so much for submitting your high and low submission to the podcast. It is so appreciated. And remember, if you happen to be out there and you have a high or low that you want to share, you can always do so. Check the show notes out down below. All right, so let me get into my high and lows for this week. So my first high is I am having the opportunity to go celebrate my cousin as she is being inducted into her college's hall of fame that is such a great honor and I'm so proud that I am able to experience that with her and celebrate her as well if you guys do subscribe to my youtube channel I am going to vlog that experience so definitely be on the lookout for that experience and also I am overjoyed by the responses and the support that I have received over the last few weeks as the podcast is back into action. I feel like myself again, and I am so, so very excited to be back doing what God has purposed me to do. And I just want to thank you all again. I feel like I am in a better place mentally that has been off in the prior months. But like I said, we'll talk more about that once we get deep into the episode. And then I'll probably would have to say that my low for this week, we found out that my aunt who has a lung disease tested positive for COVID. I honestly can say like, this is the part of a high and low for me, I guess I can say for me and my family is because like when I heard I didn't go through the bouts of anxiety, I didn't go through the bouts of panic. I didn't go through the bouts of worry. I was like, it's going to be okay. And even if the enemy tried to like put like a negative thought in my head, I always went back to, it's going to be okay. 
she's going to be okay. So I just ask you guys to pray for her as she goes through the remaining days with battling COVID. I can say she's been in such high spirits. She hasn't sounded any different than she does on a normal day. So I'm very thankful for that. She actually shared a very funny experience with me yesterday talking about how she got her oxygen and her heart rate mixed up and she thought her oxygen was 89 and was about to head to the hospital. And her home nurse called her and was like, girl, this picture you sent me, you reading the heart rate. Okay. So we got a good laugh out of that. And she was able to see God in that moment because she said that God knows that the way to make her feel better is through laughter. So he had her go through this weird experience in order for her to get a good laugh in. So God always sends us little love notes throughout the day. I actually saw that quote on Bomber Christ's page. She talked about how her sister tells her that God sends little love notes to us to let us know that he he's with us. He's thinking about us. We're not alone. We just have to open our eyes up and be sensitive to those notes. All right, so that is all the high and lows that I have for this week. Remember, if you guys do want to be featured on the episode, you can submit your high and low moments to our email address, social media accounts, or down below via the Google form links. Our submission form is always open and we're so ready to hear your high and low moments. But with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the biblical portion of the episode. All right, guys, welcome to the Ascent Journey, where we are on the journey to pursue a dwelling with God. If you did miss the introduction episode titled Sis, Are We There Yet? I did explain that we would journey together by studying each one of the songs of Ascent in order to pursue that dwelling with God. So if you did miss that episode, I do encourage you to go back and watch it to get the background knowledge on how we got here. But if you're here right now, stay here, okay? Get this word and then go back to the episode. It's not going to be out of place. You're still going to be able to follow along with this study without listening to the first. Today is the first day of our our journey. And on this first day, we are going to study Psalm 126. And through this study, we are going to ascend and find restoration in God. Y'all ready to get into this thing? Yes, 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 I am. So let's get into it. So Psalm 126 in the CSB translation is titled Zion's Restoration. So if you're a little curious, Zion is actually another name for Jerusalem. So this psalm is talking about Jerusalem's restoration. I do want to read the full of Psalm 126. So it says, when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Our mouths were filled with laughter, then our tongues with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord had done great things for us. We were joyful. Restore our fortunes like watercourses in the Negev. Those who sow in tears will reap with shouts of joy. Though one goes along weeping, carrying the bag of seed, he will surely come back with shouts of joy, carrying his sheaves. Such a good psalm, right? Now, restoration is defined as the action of returning to a former owner, place, or condition. Now, when I read this definition during my study time of this psalm, I automatically knew that this was going to be the first psalm that we discussed because there's absolutely no way that we can be on the road to dwell closer to God without starting to restore our relationship with God and also restoring and knowing who we are in Christ. And I'm pretty sure if you decided to get on this dwelling journey, 
there's been a period of time in your life where you felt like you've drifted off from God or you felt like you and God haven't been on the same page. I'm sure that we all can relate to that. And one thing that I've noticed is that like as we are living this life out, we do make many mistakes. But sometimes, and I probably can say many times, us as humans, when we make those mistakes, instead of deciding to run back to God, we actually decide to hide from God because of the mistakes that we've made. And in that hiding from God, we aren't as intimate with God as we used to be. Therefore, we feel like we aren't worthy. We feel like our relationship isn't you know, where it needs to be. So through this episode, I want to talk about restoration and how God restores us and how he's consistently waiting to restore us. Even if we've done the craziest thing, or even if we've been disobedient to him, even if we cut somebody out, even if we didn't tie when he told us to do, he's always sitting there waiting to restore us. Now, going back to my point of when we make mistakes and we decide to drift away from God, I want to talk about the key word in that sentence, which is we. And if you want to take the French out of it, you can say I. Or if you just want me to talk about me, I can say me. That word basically meaning us, not God. God is not the one who drifts away from us. We are the ones who drift away from him. Whenever you are feeling distant from God, it is not because he is gone. It is because something is off. And it can be different things. You can be letting too much of one thing in, letting too many distractions come in, distract you from God. Your prayer life can be a little bit off. Your worship life can be a little bit off. You aren't taking the right notes when you're listening to the sermon or you aren't listening to the sermon at all. It's always something with us. It's never that God just disappears from us. And the reason I can say that is Deuteronomy 31 and 8. It says, the Lord is the one who will go before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or abandon you. Do not be afraid or discouraged. So that right there lets us know that God is always consistently with us whenever we need him. Now, another point that I wanted to make by pointing out that when we make mistakes, a lot of the times we drift away from God. I wanted to point that out because I wanted you guys to know that as we are on this road to dwell closer to God, you will make mistakes. We have 15 Psalms. There's no telling how many weeks this series is going to be. And through those weeks, you are going to make a mistake. It is in our human nature to make mistakes because we are not perfect. And I don't want those mistakes that you inevitably make in these weeks of studying to get closer to God. I don't want that to get in the way of you dwelling closer to God. We have to remember we have the covering of Christ. We have that over us. Now, just because we have this covering doesn't mean that we should just go out there and sin. That's not what that means, but it just means that if you do make the mistake, if you do trip up, God has forgiven you already. One thing that like really hit me different that I learned at the end of last year is we never have to worry about where we stand with God. And that really struck my heart and it's something that I'm trying to embed in it. So when I make mistakes or when I feel like I've fallen short, I'm not ashamed to go to God. I'm more so I need to go to you because I know that you're the one who's going to restore me. You're going to be the one who gets me back in the right place that I need to be in. God is a God of restoration. And so that's why we have to count on him 
to restore us. We have to go to him when we need to be restored because he is the God of restoration. God is always wanting to restore any loss of intimacy with him. He wants to restore any loss of your happiness. He wants to restore any loss in your finances, any loss in your health, any loss in your confidence, any loss in your hope, any loss in your trust, any loss in your faith, whatever you can think of. He wants to restore that within you. You just have to come to him and yield to him and allow him to restore that area. One thing I thought about is like the famous store, like Restoration Hardware. I know that they sell furniture, but their name always made me think of like restoring a house and building up the furniture good as new or building up the house as good as new, restoring it to its its rightful place or restoring it to how it used to look. You know, something of profit. I always think about like a construction area whenever I hear restoration hardware. And that was something that actually popped in my head as I was studying. And y'all know that these days, like there's YouTube out there, you have HGTV, all these outlets make you think that you can just do things yourselves. I know I was like, I can definitely build a wall in a house. And my mama had to talk me down real, real hard because I was so confident. I had watched three YouTube videos and I just knew I was a contractor, but it's not that easy. (laughs) You can't DIY everything. Okay. And I wrote in my notes that you do not want to DIY your restoration. You don't want to DIY your finances. You don't want to DIY your health, your faith, your trust. You don't want to DIY all that yourself. And for those of you who don't know what DIY means, it literally means do it yourself. You don't want to do those things yourself. You want to give it over to the ultimate carpenter. And if y'all don't know, Jesus was a carpenter. Jesus can fix all of that for you if you just allow him in to restore those different areas in your life. Going back to what I said, God is a God of restoration. He's waiting for it to happen. So why wouldn't you let him restore you? He's the ultimate carpenter, like I mentioned. And I can tell you these people who are doing everything but worshiping God, they will make it really seem like you can DIY your restoration. You can DIY your happiness, but it's all a cover up. I was talking to my little cousin about that yesterday. I was just like, listen, you can hang around friends. You can make yourself so busy. I said, but it's going to be a time where you're not busy and your friends can't hang out with you and you're going to have to address the issues that you have. It's just a cover-up. And if you try to DIY your restoration, it's literally just going to be a cover-up. It's going to look pretty, but then eventually it's going to all fall down. Just like the wall would have fell down if I built the wall that I wanted to build in this house. And one thing I want to mention, too, about DIY, if you try to DIY something yourself and you do it wrong, it's just going to cause that restoration process to take longer. I can talk about the portion in our house that was added last year. It was originally added many, many years back when I was a little girl, but the person who did it, he didn't do it right. And so for many years, we had like this addition to the house that wasn't as steady as it should have been because we had someone who really didn't know what he was doing. So by the time that addition started to fall apart, we had to get a new crew in who really knew how to build that thing out. And they had to tear down so much. They had to start all the way over. You don't want to have to do that if you don't have to. You don't have to go through all of that unnecessary rebuild and tear down and all of that if you just allow God to restore you initially. In the Psalm, 
that we're going to study today, 126. During the first portion of the psalm, we see a time right after restoration. And during the second part of the psalm, we see a time when restoration is needed. And we're going to talk about both of those in this study. So first, I want to talk about the first two scriptures where it talks about a time right after restoration. Verse 1 says, When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. So the restoration that the author is talking about in this psalm is likely referring to when the Israelites returned to Jerusalem after that 70-year exile of being held captive in the Babylonian nation. Yes, you heard me right. 70 full years that the people were out of Jerusalem in a foreign land, held captive, being slaves. Now, there was a lot that led up to the people actually being forced out of Jerusalem. So I am going to give you the Cliff Notes version, but if you do want to study it in full yourself, you can find that in 2 Chronicles 36, verses 15 through 23. But what happened that led to this is the Israelite people, they kept sinning over and over and over again, and God had gave them chance after chance after chance, and they still refused to repent. So after many years of going through this cycle, God finally had enough and he decided to stir his wrath against Jerusalem. So the Babylonian people, they came into Jerusalem and they attacked all the young men and any people who did survive. They took them into captivity and then they burned down God's temple. Yes. Everything was ruined for the Israelites at this time. And the people who were held captive, they were held captive for 70 years. Restoration doesn't always happen immediately. You can feel like you're in a period of your life where you're just waiting on restoration and it's been so long. You like literally feel like you're in the pits of hell. Even in those moments, I promise you, God is just around the corner waiting to restore you. But after the people were restored back to Jerusalem, they did acknowledge exactly who caused them to be restored. Going back to verse one, it says, when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, they knew that the Lord put them in this position. And they also were overjoyed in their restoration, which is what restoration brings. Whenever you restore something from a really bad place, it always looks 10 times better. Even if you restore a house, if you restore furniture, if you restore yourself, child. If you start working on your mental health, you start working on your spiritual health, you start working on your physical health, you're going to look good. And not because you're losing weight and stuff like that. You're going to look good because you are exuding happiness. And the people, they were happy at this time. Verse 2 tells us, our mouths were filled with laughter then, and our tongues with shouts of joy. So the results of restoration, they're always amazing. And the restoration was so good that the people thought that they were dreaming. In verse 1, the B portion says, we were like those dream. Have you ever been in such a good situation? It all felt too good to be true. Like you felt like you were dreaming. Have you ever heard of that quote? Oh, let me pinch myself to make sure I'm not dreaming. Because if you're having a good dream, amazing things are happening. You're so happy in that dream. It's nothing like a nightmare. And this is what the people were experiencing when God restored them. When your faith is restored, that's how your life will feel. You will be like, listen, it is destruction going on all around me. It is chaos going all around me. But I am so happy. I am so happy to be alive. I am so happy to have my family. I'm so happy to have my job. You just see things from a different outlook. 
when your faith is restored. And these people, they were doing so good. They looked so good that the other nations started to notice them. At the end of verse two, it says, then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. Other nations started to see that. And that's what I said. Like when you are restored, you start to exude the happiness and people can't help but be like, okay, what you got going on? And us as kingdom citizens, that's how we want our lives to look. We want our lives to look so good in the chaos. We want to be blessed in an abundant way, like a ridiculous way where people have to be like, okay, sis, okay, bro, explain to me what's happening because whatever you're doing, it's, you're doing it right. Teach me the secret. And then you can be like, well, let me tell you about this man named Jesus Christ. That's what we want to do as kingdom citizens. And going into verse three, it ends with saying, the Lord had done great things for us. We were joyful. Now, I want to focus on that word joyful for a minute because it did stick out to me during my study time. And if you're taking notes, write down the word joyful. If you're just listening, think on the word joyful. And as you're doing that, I'm going to reread the definition of restoration. So restoration is defined as the action of returning to a former owner, place, or condition. Now, when I read the word joyful in verse three, I automatically thought back to the word condition in the restoration definition, because I automatically thought about the condition that I feel gets so lost within us when we drift away from God, which is the condition of joy. A lot of the times when we are drifting away from God, joy is just not around us. And the thing is, when you have God in your life, when you're in an intimate relationship with him, you have joy in spite of everything going on around you. And when we drift away from God, a lot of the times our joy starts to seep away from us. Now, as I mentioned in the earlier part of the episode, there has been times recently where I just felt like I could not get my emotions together. I could not get my joy together. In full transparency, a couple Saturdays ago was literally the first day in a long time where I was like completely happy the entire day. I didn't have like one sad thought at all that day. And I actually vlogged that day and I, I could tell a difference in myself. I actually said it on camera because these past couple weeks, I will wake up like, okay, yes, thank you. Another day. Go in and do some, some, some work on a computer, go do something to get the podcast ready, go leave the house and work a little bit. But within those 24 hours, there was always a time period where I was sad. And it was not necessarily like one thing that would make me sad or one thought that would make me sad. It was just like, it will all pile down on me. And in those moments, it would be so easy not to be intentional. I'm sad. Okay, I'm going to immerse myself in Netflix and Hulu. I'm sad. Okay, I'm sad. I'm going to definitely not visit God because I can't even relate to the scripture right now. So I'm just going to peace out on my quiet time. I'm going to sleep in a little bit. I'm not going to wake up at six o'clock like I'm supposed to. It was very easy to get into that. But I can definitely attest when you are being intentional and, and you're moving past that feeling, it's not always easy. I promise you, because I've done it before. It's not always easy. But when you do push past those feelings, you're going to connect to joy. It's going to eventually go away. So I had to be intentional to, okay, even though I'm not feeling the best, I am going to make sure I study my word. 
Even though I'm not feeling the best, I'm going to make sure I pray. Even though I'm not feeling the best, I'm going to listen to this worship music. And and in those times, sometimes I can't listen to the slow worship music. It has to be like an upbeat worship song in order for me to like struggle through it. And yes, I say struggle. And when I'm being intentional with all of that, it's really hard for my joy to seep out. Think of a leaky faucet. That's how my joy would drip out with me being intentional with all that. It's going to be slow. It's not going to be as fast. But if I am not intentional, if I get off my game, I let any of that start to slide, then child, the whole pipe will burst, okay? It's no longer a leaky faucet. It's a burst pipe if I get off of my game. So I want to encourage you, like, if you're going through that time period, be intentional with your time. Don't always fill it up with Netflix. Definitely don't always fill it up with social media. Don't always fill it up with people. Don't don't cover it up. Fill it up with things that are going to get you past that. Listen to a sermon. Listen to a podcast. Hey, Obedience Podcast. Listen to something that has God in it so you can see the light. But with that being said, I can also attest to a time where I definitely had been on top of my game. Nothing was down. I was reading my Bible every single day. I was praying like I was supposed to pray. I was listening to sermons. I was listening to worship music. But it was still like my pipe had burst. My joyfulness just was not staying intact like it had been before. And there are times in our lives where this will happen. So if you happen to be that person where you're like, okay, Shay, well, I hear you when you say you have to be intentional, but I've been intentional. I haven't slacked up at all. Why is this lack of joyfulness still resonating in my spirit? Let me tell you something. There are two states that you can be in in your kingdom walk. There's a state where everything is going good. Everything is peaches and cream. And then there's a state where there seems like nothing is going good. Nothing is going right. And that doesn't mean that you've lacked anywhere. That doesn't mean that you've done something that you weren't supposed to do. Literally, it's just called living in a fallen world. Things happen. And especially if you are even a male or female, I'm not going to say male, but I know what I mean when it's my time of the month, my hormones are raging. I am down and up, up and down consistently. And if it's not something like that, if it's just random, it's kind of like, just look at it like this. We are definitely living in a fallen world. As John 16, 33 says, this is Jesus talking in the scripture. Jesus says, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world. Be courageous. I have conquered the world. So in that scripture, Jesus is telling us, daughter, son, there will be times where life just isn't life and like you want it to life. Okay. It's going to be chaos sometimes. You're going to go through things, but be courageous. I've already won the victory. And I've been in situations like this before where I was like, I'm definitely doing everything right. And I'm intentional. And I'm just like, dang, I'm just like, I still feel like this. I still feel like this. And I was talking to my friend about it. I was just like, listen, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. Okay. I am the person who made a video on how to get out of a rut. Okay. I am doing everything that I advised them to do. It's just not switching off for me. I don't know what it is, but I was courageous. I stuck it out. I continued to be intentional because we're literally fighting a fixed fight. Jesus has already won. So all the enemy can do is 
try to persuade you to to fall off your game, try to persuade you not to be intentional. But if we continue to do it, we're going to eventually see the other side. And I can attest to that because I'm on the other side now. Since that Saturday, there has probably been a couple days where sadness like seeped in. But since I've started back, you know, on top of the podcast, since I've released Seek Bible Study, it's all worth it. Like every sad day that I had trying to get through Seek Bible Study, it was so worth it when I saw my first purchase. It's going to be worth it so much more when I sit down and study with everybody who purchased the workbook and we have those recap nights. It's going to be so worth it. It's going to touch so many lives. And I will say, like, when when the enemy sees you doing good things, he is definitely going to just try to cause a ruckus. But we have to stand firm on God is going to restore us out of this. This is inevitable. It's not based off anything that I've done. Actually, I'm making the enemy mad. I'm on the right path where God wants me because I'm cutting up. The devil says I'm cutting up. So I'm on the right track to where God wants me to be. So I'm doing the right thing. Let me just push on through, be consistent, and God is going to restore me eventually. And we have to remember, like, even if it feels like God isn't there, he's there. He's consistently surrounding us to make sure that on this road, that on the journey that he has us on, everything is done in the way that he needs it to be done. We have to remember that. So you may be asking, okay, Shay, well, what do you do while you're waiting for God to restore you? What do you do? And verses four through six actually provide examples of this. So we're going to start with verse four. So the start of verse four actually points out the first thing that we should do while we're waiting on restoration. It says, restore our fortunes, Lord. So the first thing that we need to do is go directly to the person who can restore us. We need to call out to God and ask him, to restore us. Isaiah 41.10 says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold on to you with my righteous hand. So as you are waiting to be restored and you're trying to be intentional, you're trying to keep walking that path and do the right thing, go to God. Lean on God. We see in Isaiah 41.10, he tells us, I will strengthen you through this journey. I will help you through this journey. I will hold on to you. So even if the enemy is trying to stop you around, I have you firm to where he's missing every hit. We have to go to the one who can restore us first. And then the B portion of verse four says, like water courses in the Negev. And I may be pronouncing that wrong. I'll definitely have the correct pronunciation if I'm pronouncing it wrong. Insert it here. Restore our fortunes, Lord, like water courses in the Negev. I don't want y'all to like bypass that because I did at first until, you know, I was studying a little deeper. I went to my study Bible and they actually explained what the writer meant by this. So let me get into that. The Negev is a dry desert region, as expected, because, you know, all of this happened over in the Middle East. So there's a lot of deserts over there. And this Negev area is a dry desert region. It's like this for a majority of the year. But there is a rainy season where it rains so much in this area that it fills every single ravine in the area. So what the author is asking for in verse four is that the restoration happens overnight and is abundant just like the ravines in the Negev. At one point, they're dry, they're brittle, they have no life in them. And then just with a little rain, they sprout back into life. They're filled with water. 
overfills with water. And that is what the author is asking God to do for the restoration. Pray to God and ask for the restoration. Go directly to him and ask him for what you want to be restored. And we have to remember, like, as we are asking to be restored, we have to remember that God is a God of abundance. So he can restore you more than what you're asking for. Let's think about Ephesians 3 and 20, where it says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh within us. So when we're asking God for things, we have to remember that he's an abundant God. Let me not just ask for just enough because he can give me more than enough. He can make my restoration abundant. Just like going back to verses one through two, he made their restoration abundant. When they left Jerusalem, they had absolutely nothing. The temple was burned down, but he had restored them so much into such a better place. And when they left, that their mouths were filled with laughter and their tongues with shouts of joy. And the other nations saw how good God had done for them. So pray exactly for the restoration you want in detail. Be like, okay, Lord, this is what I want. This is what I want. This is what I want. And when I read about the abundant water supply that happens in the Negev, I automatically thought about the prophetic word that my pastor shared a couple of weeks ago. And I wanted to share it with you all because it really resonated to me. And it was just like an extra confirmation of what my pastor told me. So let me go to my sermon notes notebook. All right, so this prophetic word came to him January 14th while I was still on sabbatical at 6.11 p.m. And his prophetic word says, you're in a supernatural season where I'm going to do it myself. I'm putting you back in place, but you've got to dress and keep it. Don't be stiff-necked. Expect it to happen. Now, this prophetic word came January 14th. I received the word of ascend way before, like back in um, November of 2022. And so when I heard my pastor say that, it really reaffirmed to me what God was telling me, especially the ending part where it says, you've got to dress it and keep it. Don't be stiff neck. That's exactly what God was telling me. He said, I will ascend you, but you have to get on this journey. It's just not something I'm going to do. You have to work towards dwelling with me. You have to get your people in a state to dwelling with me. And as you are on that road, what did my pastor say? God said, I'm going to do it myself. You're in a supernatural season where he's going to do it himself. God is going to do it himself. And the part that I loved about that too, that made me want to put this in the restoration episode, is the portion of that prophetic word that said, I'm putting you back in place. God is putting you back in place. God is going to restore you. And I knew that this prophetic word was perfect for this restoration episode, because that is what he's going to do. He's going to restore you, but you have to keep dressing it. You have to keep working. You have to keep sowing those seeds in order for him to put you back in that place to restore you. Isn't that so good how God just links everything together? So take the prophetic word from my pastor and put it over your life because I feel like I am under my pastor and God told me the word for sin and I feel like you're connected to it too. So I want you to keep sowing those seeds. I want you to keep doing everything that you were designed to do, what God told you to do. Even if you're in this place where it doesn't look like he's going to restore you, he is going to restore you. Just keep sowing the seeds and you will reap. Like my scripture for this year, Galatians 6 and 9. Let us not get tired in doing good for we will reap 
at the proper time. If we do not give up, it's all connected. It's all encouragement. And it's so good. Now, verse six also gives additional encouragement as well. It reads, though one goes along weeping, carrying the bag of seeds, he will surely come back with shouts of joy. What this scripture is saying is the weeper is carrying the bag of seeds and he has the seeds on his back and he's just weeping as he's carrying these seeds. But the whole time he's weeping, he's still sowing. So he's weeping and sowing, weeping and sowing. He's still working just like God wants you to dress whatever he is going to put into place. He wants you to keep dressing your relationship with him. He wants you to keep dressing your purpose area. He wants you to keep dressing your career, whatever area you're asking him to restore. He wants you to keep dressing it. And the thing that really pointed out to me in this scripture is the visual of this person weeping as they're sowing, weeping as they're doing good. That person could have very well just sat down and weeped. That person didn't have to weep while they worked. Most of the time as we're going through things and we're saddened by things and we're going through the pits of it, we stop. When that's the time that we should keep sowing. We need to be like this person in the field. Even though I'm sad, I'm going to wipe my tears and I'm just going to keep on sowing. Because I know at the proper time, I'm going to have a harvest. I want to ask you, like, what are you going to do with your bag of seeds during this time as you're waiting on restoration? What are you going to do with your bag of seeds? Are you going to sit down on top of your bag of seeds and weep? Are you going to be like this person and weep and sow? Weep and sow. Because you know at the proper time, you're going to have a harvest. And I know, I know I've been there. Things can start to feel like, why am I planting these seeds in this dry ground? Like nothing is coming of me. Like nothing is coming from this. Why do you have me here? Why am I still doing this? I felt like that in my ministry. I definitely felt like that during sabbatical because the whole time I was on sabbatical, your girl watch hours were not going up. And I'm like, Lord, you told me to go on sabbatical. I'm being obedient to what you said. So why am I not getting the watch hours? Why is this not happening? I've reached a thousand subscribers so long ago why is it still dry over here but I kept sewing I kept sewing I kept sewing I kept sewing even when there was times where I was weeping like Lord I don't know why you got me in this ministry like it's not going anywhere like clearly I need to focus on my career because this ministry isn't given whole time God was giving me idea after idea to support the ministry he gave me Patreon he gave me donation after donation and then lo and behold A couple months later, here I am releasing Seek Bible Study. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm seeing how it looks to work full-time in ministry. I'm able to employ an intern to help me out. I kept sewing. So be encouraged to keep sewing because God is going to restore you, and he's going to cause water to flow in just like he does in the give during those rainy seasons. It's going to overflow in abundance. So. I kept planning for the podcast. I kept writing Seek Bible Study. I kept coming on to do Seek Bible Study. And I'm going to keep doing all of that. Even if I get into a place where I'm just like, well, Lord, I don't see the benefit in this. Because every day isn't easy. Sometimes I'll post and I'll get three likes. And I'm just like, well, Lord, I am done with Instagram. I don't even like it anyway. Why Why is that the only place I can market? <laughs> but I'm going to keep doing it. Because I know that God told me if I just 
dress it, as my pastor's prophetic word said. If I just dress and keep it, or if I go back to what God told me, if you just keep ascending on this journey to me, you're going to ascend. If you just keep traveling on this journey to dwell with me on ascension, you're going to ascend. Your podcast is going to ascend. Your ministry is going to ascend. And I'm trusting God with it. I'm trusting him with my whole heart. And with that, I want to leave with an encouraging scripture that I believe will help you as you go through this restoration journey. It's Psalm 30 and 5. It says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. If you happen to be out there in the wilderness waiting for your restoration, I want you to fear not. You may be weeping right now. You may not understand why you're there. But in the morning, before you know it, it's going to all turn around. And when it does turn around, it's going to all be so worth it. And I can attest for that. When I was working on Seek Bible Study in the wilderness, when I was producing the episodes for the Ascend Journey in the wilderness, where I was on sabbatical, I was like, why am I doing this? I'm sad every single day. How am I going to encourage people? How am I going to teach people the Bible? And I can't even be happy. But I kept sowing. I kept sowing. And the joy came. I said over and over again, you know when you're in purpose. It comes so easy. I mentioned in the prayer that the enemy did not want me to write this episode the whole week. Well, actually, it's been it's probably been like a month that I've been sitting on this. Like, okay, I know what I want to say, then I'll go to write it. And it was like, I, I just can't put into words what I want to say. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I just had to like get into full prayer mode. And I was like, Lord, I just need you to implant in me what exactly you put in me and what you need me to say. Because I know that this is the psalm I need to start with. I know that restoration is needed. So I just want y'all... To lean on, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. And let me tell you something about restoration too. Your relationship with God, that restoration happens immediately. When you decide to dwell back in his presence, when you decide to spend time with him, when you decide to pray with him, your relationship is restored automatically. Honestly, it never really goes anywhere, but if we're talking from the human brain point of view, your relationship is restored immediately. When I talk about waiting on restoration, I'm talking about the things in life that happen where you just feel like everything is gone from me. I've, I've lost my job. I've lost my family. I've lost my happiness. Things like that. But stand firm in knowing that your relationship with God is forever restored. You don't have to wait on that. God is just waiting on you. And with that, I just felt like God is speaking to someone who happens to be watching this and you've fallen off from him or you've backslid a little bit. You've gone into your old ways and you just feel like, well, Lord, I'm too much of a lost cause. God is telling me right now. No, that's not true. You are not a lost cause. He's been sitting here waiting on you the whole time. And if you want to return back into that relationship with God and immediately have your relationship restored, all you have to do is repeat this very short prayer after me. Lord God, I know without you, I am lost. Today, I make the decision to become restored back with you. I give you the throne of my heart to lead and guide me in the way that I should go. Help me walk this thing out. Keep me strong. And I thank you for forgiving and delivering me from my sin. I thank you for the opportunity to become one with you again. 
I thank you for the opportunity of giving Christ to us so I am forever forgiven of my sins. In Jesus' name, amen. And just like that, if you repeated that prayer after me, your relationship with God has been restored. You are now reborn and you are in a new walk and your life is never going to be the same. I want to say congratulations to you. I am definitely out of order of my normal episodes, but I just feel like God was telling me, do it right there, girl. And I'm listening to him. And if that hits your heart, it's for you. If you did repeat that prayer after me, I definitely encourage you to do two things, okay? The first thing is very essential. Connect with the Bible teaching church. Pastors are so essential in your walk. Pastors provide prophetic words like my pastor gave me. They provide direction. They provide clarity, okay? And the next thing that I think that you should do is purchase the Reborn Workbook. That workbook is going to be very essential in your new walk. It gives you scriptures to learn. It gives you clarification on who God is and who you are in God. So it's definitely a great tool. So definitely check that out. And then there's one thing I want to add. Keep watching and listening to Obedience Podcast because you are on the right path. We are on this journey of ascending to dwell deeper with God. And so you've already restored your relationship with him. So you want to keep walking and building your relationship and dwelling with God. So definitely stick on this journey. You are so welcome. And if you happen to fall back, we will be there to pull you back in. Okay. Do not worry. You have a family here. So everybody, if you're watching on YouTube, comment down below. Congratulations to that person who happened to repeat after us. We are so happy for you. So like I mentioned, I am definitely out of the order of my normal episodes. I normally do a benediction prayer over the words. I want to do that now because I do want to pray over everybody who's actually hoping to be restored in different areas in their lives. So let's take a moment and pray over that area. So Father God, I want to thank you for the journey of restoration. I want to thank you that you provide us restoration. And when you restore us, we're better than we left. We're better than when we began, and I thank you for that. I pray that through this restoration journey that people are encouraged, that if their restoration doesn't happen tomorrow, if it doesn't happen in two, five years, that they are encouraged that you're always there with them, helping them along the way. I pray that they are encouraged to know that at the proper time, it will be restored, and it's going to be unlike they've ever seen before. I pray, Lord, that when those things are restored, that people have the knowledge, the capacity to maintain those things that you have restored. And I pray that as they're in this waiting season of restoration, that they work on those, that they work on what they need to work on for when those things are restored. If it's finances, I pray that they have better financial management. If it's a marriage, I pray that they learn how to love themselves before they engage with someone else, Lord. We trust you on this journey, and we just pray for your patience over us, and we just pray that we can remain on your path, your track, your time, and we're trusting in you, God, above everything else. And Lord, we will our lives over to you. We do not want to DIY our restoration. We want you to do it, the ultimate carpenter. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, so that is all that I have for today on this ascending journey. So before I leave out of here, I do have two questions for you all. Did you learn anything new? And also, what was your key takeaway? If you're watching on YouTube, you can comment down in the comment section below. And if you're listening on Spotify, you can come in in the Q&A section of the app. Or if you're listening on any other podcasting platform, you can always send those responses to obediencepodcast at gmail.com. We are always so excited to hear your responses with everything we want 
want this to be like a small group community in a church. So we love to hear from you guys. So please do not hesitate at all. And then I want to give a very special shout out to everyone who is watching the YouTube premiere right now. I see you. We see each other. I thank y'all so much for taking time out in your night to watch the premiere of this episode. If you do want to be a part of the YouTube premiere family, I do premiere the episodes at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time every Tuesday. So definitely subscribe to the YouTube channel. That link can be found in the show notes. And I also want to give a shout out to all of my listeners. You do not go unnoticed. If you want a special shout out, go and leave the bow emoji under the podcast last post. And I will definitely give you a shout out because I love my listeners as well. And then regardless of where you are watching or listening, I want all of you all to share this episode with five of your friends. We have to get the word of restoration out and give these people the opportunity to be restored and know that their relationship with God is forever restored. And then I have one last shout out to my very, very special Patreons. I thank you so much. If you do not know, I do have a Patreon where you're able to have early access to the podcast episodes and also some bonus episodes as well. I have had people sign up for the Patreon and I am so thankful to y'all. All of the proceeds do go directly to the ministry in order to help it grow. So I thank you so, so much for that. If you want to become a member of the Patreon family, you can check the link out down below. I do have four different tiers. So you can choose whichever tier is best for you. All right. And if you do want to keep up with myself or the podcast for any special notifications, be sure to follow us on my social media platforms. I'll have both of them on the screen for you right now and also in the show notes below. And then remember, if you do have any high or low moments that you want to share with the show, you can always DM us on our social media platforms directly to our email address or the Google form link that can be found in the show notes. And remember, if you do, you have the opportunity to be featured on the episode. Also, I do want to remind you, if you have not purchased the Esther Bible study, it is still available. We have not started the actual Bible study, so you still have time. There are two different versions. You have the digital version and you have the physical version. So click the link down below, purchase the one that's best for you. And we start March 2nd, okay? So you still have time. All right, so I think I've said everything that I need to say. I got to get up out of here. I have to get on the road right now to head to Tuscaloosa. But I do want to thank y'all so much for watching this episode. I do want to give you guys your homework. So next week, we are going to study Psalm 130. So definitely go and read that before next week's episode. All right, so that's all that I have for you all today. So I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here. I pray that this episode found you blessed and I pray that it left you even more blessed. But in the meantime, in between time, as always, be obedient and I will see y'all next time. Ciao!